Hello and welcome back to In Bed with Lucy Season 2. Before you enter, be sure to wipe your feet to the place where we discuss all the shits and giggles of the adult industry. Now for all my newbies, I'll quickly run through my disclaimer. Everything I discuss is of my own opinion and it does not reflect on the community at large as everyone experiences sex work differently. This podcast is rated R18+, and it may contain explicit language and make references to sexual assault, drug and alcohol, self-harm, domestic violence, and other triggers not limited to the previous mentioned. If this doesn't fit, then please kindly stop now. For the rest, let's get this party started. You made it to season two. Yay! I'm so, like, pleased for me. I'm pleased for you. I can't believe, you know, I'm even making a season two. I didn't even think that season one would fly, but... Yeah, I'm actually really happy with the feedback and the success that I've gotten with season one. So I decided to carry my spontaneous decision forward, which I'm kind of glad that I have decided to do this because it's been really, really positive. And I'm glad that, you know, season one has reached out to a huge audience. Like I believe, like I'm actually amazed um, with the demograph of audience that I have because obviously my anchor has like a um, statistic section so I do look at that and also having direct messages and direct feedback from people my listeners so thank you for giving me feedback I really appreciate it I actually have never listened to a podcast before actually doing my own podcast funnily enough so thank you for your feedback I'm really glad that I've been out there to inspire people and I'm really glad that I've kind of been out there to give people a little bit of information and a little bit more insight into what it is that I guess I do in the adult industry and I guess about my life I'm just glad that I've made an impact on you and I'm glad that I'm giving you something different. You know, I haven't actually, I haven't really scoped around much. So, you know, I guess my knowledge on what I guess is out there, I haven't really found anything like my podcast. So I'm just glad to give you something unique and different and bring you, I guess, some insight and enlightenment in the adult industry. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I am so happy and very, very grateful. So moving right along, we shall talk about season two. So season two, I've actually taken it to the next level and I have actually come up with all my episodes prior to casting them. So I know exactly what I'm talking about. I know in exactly what order my previous season, I had no fucking idea what I was doing. I literally just won every single part of that season. So this one, I have taken a little time, hence the big gap in between episodes. I just wanted to take my time and really, I guess, look at the bigger picture rather than kind of diving into the deep end the whole time because fuck, that was full on. That was hectic. So now that I have some structure and I have a plan, I know exactly what I'm doing. Also, okay, so season two, I will be, okay, so season two title is The Life at of a whore. So life as a whore, life of a whore, however you want to, you know, talk about it. And in my blurb, I basically say like, um, 
like, who am I and what are my fucking motives? Like, let me, I'll just give you like a direct look into the life of a whore and what my belief system is and what I stand for. I want to give you an all access pass into my world, showing you every nook and cranny into what drives me to change society's outlook on the adult industry and to also help others in the process. I've experienced enough to want to be the voice of reason for that one person sitting in the bed thinking, what do I do next? So that was my blurb that I wrote. And that resonates with me um, quite a lot because I was sitting in my bed like I am right now recording this podcast. I'm sitting in my bed contemplating life like I do in the shower and the bed. There is multiple uses for it. And I find that I, yeah, my moments in life have always been encountered in my bed. So, yeah. So who the fuck is Lucy Price and what the fuck are my motivation? What is my motivation? Well, Okay, so who the fuck is Lucy is basically, it's a persona that I've created to kind of protect my, I guess, privacy and my and my normal persona. However, part of me is always going to be in Lucy. But Lucy is a, a strong businesswoman that, you know, has her shit together. She knows what she's doing. She's always two steps ahead. She's well informed and all those things. And those are things that I am also, but I guess Lucy kind of exacerbates all of those um, key points in my life I seem to run quite a tight ship and I'm unforgiving when it comes to I guess business so I guess that's who Lucy is I'm not really forgiving in that aspect considering that you know I guess the personal interaction that I have with my clients so I guess that's also distilled a lot of who I am and how I move forward but fuck all that what really is my motivation for actually doing this podcast? Well, <laughs> let me answer that. Like I said before, I just wanted to give the information that I kind of wanted to know. Um, I wanted to, I guess, kind of give people reassurance in not just the adult industry but also there's so many life lessons in things that I feel like I'm talking about like I feel like I've got a lot to talk about (laughs) but I feel like there's also other life lessons that are um, in a lot of the stories that I talk about and yeah I may be talking shit yeah I may be talking smack but you know it may resonate with one person and it may change one person's life and really in the end of the day that's all that really matters you know I don't want anyone else to be put in the position that I have been and I'm going to basically exploit season two to elaborate on all the different experiences that I've had coming from establishments, coming from working at a illegal um, escort agency to going independent. I want to go into extreme detail and explain to you my experiences and to also even discuss personal experiences with my close friends that have also had similar scenarios and if not worse scenarios occur to them. I will not be mentioning any of their names due to privacy but yeah I will be discussing you know so many different things in this episode that are just so important for a lot of people to know you know in hindsight a lot of what I have to say may come across as you know being bad to some or glorifying but you know I'm just going to give you like an honest outlook on my experiences and I'm not going to uh, dramatize it I'm going to just basically deliver factual information and you can kind of make up your mind from that like I that's how I believe that I've always learned I believe like if someone's going to give you information you know you can get information but it is what you you do what you want with it really 
so you take it however the fuck you want to take it so like i always say to people you can lead a horse to water but you can't make it drink so i'm just going to tell you my experiences and i'm just going to use this whole thing so this that's my fucking motivation to all of this is saying all the stuff doing all the things and yeah being that guy i always want to be that guy yeah speaking of that term that guy i will probably use that term that guy a lot throughout my podcasts and when i i mean that guy like i just kind of wanted to find what I had. Okay, so that guy is, remember, you know, we all, we've all been there. We've all had that one ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend or ex-partner that has promised you the world, has told you, you know, they'll never do the things that um, would intentionally hurt you. They'll do everything in their power to love you, cherish you, care for you, honor you, be loyal. And they do the exact opposite of everything that they said, specifically in point form and in alphabetical order and numeric order. <laughs> like they're that guy. You know, they sit there in front of you and look you in the eye and lie to your fucking face. Like, I don't know how the fuck someone can do that, but I just never want to be that guy. So this podcast and my motivation to it is I I don't want to be the guy that's just saying this is what life's all about. It's so awesome or it's so shit or I'm so sad or I'm so happy. It's like none of that. It's just his facts. This is my experience. Take it as it is. So, yeah, that's what we're going to do. And that's my motivation. And I kind of give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, I really kind of give a fuck about other people. Like, I probably shouldn't, but I really do. And I care about people's welfare and I I want the best for someone. And I never want to see someone else fail. And I never want to see someone else in a bad position. And I have a lot of empathy, you know, for people. So, yeah, that's more of my motivation. Back to my um, topic, what is life as a whore? Well, I personally I enjoy my life I wouldn't change it for a single thing I I couldn't see myself ever working for someone else ever again I don't believe that is my path I will always be a business owner um, once you have a taste of it I don't think you can ever really go back unless it's just your business just wasn't something for you but personally this business is exactly everything that I wanted it has um, utilized all my skills in so many ways that I never thought I could actually use all my skills all at once like my business skills my marketing skills my sexual skills my customer liaison skills my flirting skills my there's so many different skills that I know that I'm good at and that I, I always have had a knack for that I get to utilize it in my job so yeah it gets makes me feel amazing that I get to do what I want to do so um, without glorifying my position I do love my job and I love every aspect of it. There's not really like, yeah, there's time wasters and all that kind of stuff, but you know, it's yin and yang, bro. You can't have the good without the bad. It's, it kind of comes with the territory. Yeah. I wish I could deal without it, but that's just, this is life, honey. Like if you want a fucking cushy existence, well then go sleep for the rest of your life, literally in a bed and don't leave it. Okay. So regardless of how much I fucking love my job, that doesn't mean that I don't love the impact. And I guess the things that have happened because I am in the adult industry and because I am a sex worker. So yes, I love my job. I'm not going to change it for anything. Deep down inside, I know it's what I want to do. I've never felt this much, I guess, in a peace with my career. That's not going to change. However, the impacts of sex work to my private life and also to my professional life have been so drastic. I wouldn't even wish some of the things that have occurred to me 
to occur to actually even my worst of enemies. Like I've got a stalker that quite frankly, I really should be hating from the, the depths of the core of me, but really I have compassion and I actually pity her. I, I wish her all the best and I hope that she gets through her difficult uh, traumas. But that doesn't mean that, you know, the things that happened to me haven't affected me. There are multiple aspects that my job have changed. You know, my friends, for starters, like a lot of my friends I found got jealous of my success. I guess that was the biggest falling point with a lot of my long-term friends at the beginning of my relationship. I guess seeing me succeed uh, hurt them, which I to tell you the truth, if my friends were succeeding, I would be so happy for them because I'm along for the ride. I was taking all my friends for the ride with me. Like I wasn't really leaving anyone behind. So no one was left in the corner eating an a egg sandwich while I was having caviar. No, if I was having caviar, so the fuck were you. But a lot of my friends got extremely jealous of that and that put a lot of pressure on some of my relationships and unfortunately due to self-care I had to end a few long-term relationships which is quite sad and unfortunate but that is an impact directly that I've had because I am a sex worker and because I've become successful a direct impact is had on my friendships. Social situations I find that people side glance me a lot they look at me shifty if they know what I am they have assumptions of who I am prior to even me even speaking so that impacts a lot of my private life as well and it also affects my business because if people know it then they don't take me seriously and they don't believe that I would have the intellect to be able to comprehend business strategy plan however in my social circles I have found that a lot of people can either go both ways it's either they want to be my best friend or they absolutely fucking despise me and they want me away from them their family and the whole life so that's how it's you know affected my social circles family okay family is a really tricky question my family wasn't really that tight as adults we were tight as young children but we weren't really tight as like adults or anything like that we kind of just went our own way we did our own thing we met up every now and then for special events but that's pretty much it so directly with my family I got coming out as a sex worker I didn't see any great loss if my family were to choose that they no longer wanted to engage with me because I had already let go at that point so really to tell you the truth it was no skin off my nose so if they wanted to go they could go if they wanted to stay they could stay I was at a no fucks given scenario which is really a fucking happy place to be like when you give no fucks at all holy shit that place gives makes my nipples hard just thinking about it you literally do not give a fuck like dead set don't give a fuck 50 50 it's gone with my family uh 50 of my family have supported me loved me continue to cherish and love our relationship that we have together the other half of my family have reacted differently some more extreme than others my own mother sent me a message saying on all these horrible things and that was the end of it she has reached out later on to make amends but unfortunately when you've let go it's sometimes it's too little too late it's over I I've already put her to rest and I've said my goodbyes and farewelled and put the whole scenario I don't need closure physically or mentally when you're done with something you're done that's it you don't need anything more there's no more punishment and unfortunately there are members of my family that won't change 
So it doesn't really matter what they think of me. They can think whatever the fuck they want. But yeah, I've got family that support me as well. And I've also got a lot of friends that have continued to support me through my career. And I still have them. They're amazing. We talk about work, which is great. One of my friends kind of is like involved in the industry. It's not like in the industry, it's more so involved. So it's really good to be able to um, talk to someone that actually kind of like knows shit. Uh, That's great. And I love that relationship a lot. Other things that it's affected, like how being a sex worker has also directly discriminated me in the business aspect and also in my private life is rental. So I'll talk about like, so in the rental market in my area, um, basically all the real estate agents communicated with each other to inform them of my private details and associate with my work details to say, look, blacklist me um, from rentals. So it was really difficult for me to be able to sustain long-term rentals until I found a situation in which I was able to control it. So unfortunately, because of my position and because of my career choices, that has directly discriminated me in the rental market. So I, I'm not even having my applications put through. Uh, they basically just stop it right there. There's no forwarding. They don't even answer my calls, return any messages. Um, as soon as they'll let me view the property and then that's it. It's over. So I have different arrangements in place in which I have for my own um, living arrangements and all different types of work arrangements. And I have multiple different types of, I guess, properties. So um, the way in which I had to do that was basically just like to own my own shit. (laughs) You know, like that's basically the extent that it's got to go to. You just got to own your own shit. And once you own your own shit, then you can start throwing your weight around. So I um, personally have sued my um building well actually I didn't actually sue them because they didn't respond to my lawyer but I have um commenced um legal counsel with my building on multiple occasions due to discrimination and even though being an owner um it still hasn't made a change or an impact of the discrimination that I get into the property market so good thing about me is that I'm very well prepared and in situations like these I generally blow all my cases out the water and then I start commencing civil actions for damages and loss of income so that's always fun and yeah but having to go through all that is just super super exhausting just because I'm a sex worker I literally have to sue every motherfucker just to get them to take me seriously and I don't even bother questioning people anymore I will literally give someone a problem if they tell me not this this because you're a sex worker that's fine I sue you I'm not even gonna debate you there and then I will walk away and then you can speak to my lawyer when I'm done I don't even care anymore I'm at that point where I just I have lo- uh, I have legal right. I have, uh, I guess, an obligation to the rest of the community to set a standard and to also make an example of these people and not allow them to exploit, discriminate and repress anyone in the adult industry. And it's fucking putrid. Like, honestly, I don't even know where the fuck it start with how bad this whole scenario is. But the discrimination doesn't stop there. Oh, hell no. I also get discriminated when I'm retail shopping. I also get discriminated when I'm out purchasing uh, or paying bills. If anyone recognizes me, I'm immediately dobbed in because I'm a prostitute. I'm a prostitute that's walking in daylight in a normal tracksuits, messy hair like every other kind of around and people just want to make a huge deal. I don't 
it, I put it down straight to jealousy because when I look at a, a, a sex worker prior to being a sex worker, I want it to be that. So uh, it, I was never expressing hatred towards another sex worker, but I can understand wanting that and looking up to it and maybe somewhat feeling a little bit jealous because you want to get there. But um, yeah, in my day-to-day life, the general di- um, discrimination that I have for being an out sex worker is phenomenal. And even having my work name constantly screamed out in public, I found that I've personally just got to the point where I don't even respond to that name and that I have a special nickname that my friends know to call me in public. Otherwise, I won't really respond so it's, it, there's drastic measures that you have to put in place. Like I actually won't even walk to my local shops or I won't uh, walk out of my residence purely because I don't want anyone to know where I live. And I don't want anyone to see me at any point in time entering or exiting my residence. So I have to have a course of action or a contingency plan in place in order to prevent anyone knowing or Like, imagine doing that constantly. (laughs) Imagine living that life. You think it's a fucking joke? I think it's a fucking joke. My life's a fucking joke. But I'm just saying, like, imagine always having to think three steps ahead of yourself in order to protect your privacy, which I will get into in privacy in a whole nother episode. Realistically, there's so much that I have to think about on a day-to-day basis, just being an outed sex worker, because... I have stalkers, I have people fans, I have, I'll even get into another story where, yeah, oh, I don't even want to talk about it because it just makes my skin crawl. But I'm going to get into another story of so many different things that I've experienced personally. But yeah, I love my job, but everything else that comes with it is a head fuck. It is legitimately a head fuck. It's a dick in my fucking head. Like, holy shit. So how do I overcome these issues, basically? So basically what I do is I always put things in place in order to protect my privacy. I still have my friendships in which I cherish. My friends know the um, situation in which I'm in. They understand. Um, They also are proactive in keeping my privacy and also keeping things in place to secure that. But um, yeah, how do I overcome these? I can't educate everyone guys I'm not a fucking teacher like literally I'm not I can only do so much you know so in the end of the day I can only be true to myself be honorable be loyal be respectful and just continue on and just in the end of the day the right people will find me I don't have to earn everyone's love I don't get what this I guess urge for to have everyone love you um so much to be such a, a big thing, but yeah, no, I don't, I don't get that. I, I know that not everyone's going to love me and I know that there are a lot of people that are going to hate me and that I'm okay with that. Um, I get that. It's, it's totally okay. But you know, how do I overcome certain issues in my life? I just live and I hope for the best. That's basically all I can do. I try to be the better person. There are times where things, um, obviously going to get the better of me and I'm still learning how to, uh, I guess, navigate through those issues in my life. Take each blow as it comes. I deal with every single situation and scenario individually. Um, nothing's really a carbon copy of something else. Um, even if it's a similar scenario, it's still not the same way that I would deal with each issue. So yeah. And there are other issues that I brought into work, into my personal life where people were like fall for me and, uh, want a private life and want it to be my partner, but don't realize that 
when they're paying for me, they're actually getting Lucy. So if you want to see me, that's different. <laughs> that's not the experience you're asking for. So that's not, yeah, it's different. It's totally different. How do I see my future? So basically I want to keep doing this until the day I die, if that's even possible. My future, I, I see so much for my future. I see myself as an entrepreneur. I see myself running multiple different businesses in different uh, markets and in different fields and being able to, I guess, utilize that for my future and my retirement. I see so many great things for my future. I see millions of dogs, <laughs> a dog sanctuary. Uh, no, I see lots of love. I see lots of honor and respect. And I see um, myself laying out my future like tiles. Cause if I lay them out correctly, the first time I can walk all over it for the rest of my life. So that's where I see my future. I see myself just continuing on, just being the person that I am evolving and being the better version of me. I see myself being uh, very successful in my chosen career and as well as different careers that I may have not necessarily looked at and maybe even re-educating myself in different fields as well. So there's so many different things that I want to do. So I see great things for my future. I'm really excited for both personas, both myself and both Lucy. I'm excited for what we all have to offer and it's going to be great and I can't wait. And on that note, I shall bid you all farewell. Thank you for taking the time to listen to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed your stay and I look forward to speaking with you all again soon. Don't forget to follow my Facebook page, In Bed With Lucy. And I also have an Instagram and my handle is I love Lucy Wollongong, one word. I also have a Twitter account, Lucy Price AUS, one word. Until then, stay safe, be true to yourself and always be kind to others.